Chapter Nine of God and My Neighbor. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. God and My Neighbor by Robert Blatchford. Chapter Nine, The Old Testament, The Universe According to Ancient Religion and Modern Science. The theory of the early Christian church was that the earth was flat, like a plate, and the sky was a solid dome above it, like an inverted blue basin. The sun revolved round the earth to give light by day. The moon revolved round the earth to give light by night. The stars were auxiliary lights, and had all been specially and, at the same time, created for the good of man. God created the sun, moon, stars, and earth in six days. He created them by word, and he created them out of nothing. The centre of the universe was the earth. The sun was made to give light to the earth by day, and the moon to give light to earth by night. Any man who denied that theory in those days was in danger of being murdered as an infidel. Today, our ideas are very different. Hardly any educated man or woman in the world believes that the world is flat, or that the sun revolves round the earth, or that what we call the sky is a solid substance, like a domed ceiling. Advanced thinkers, even amongst the Christians, believe that the world is round, that it is one of a series of planets revolving round the sun, that the sun is only one of many millions of other suns that these suns were not created simultaneously but at different periods probably separated by millions or billions of years we have all christians and infidels alike been obliged to acknowledge that the earth is not the centre of the whole universe but only a minor planet revolving around and dependent upon one of myriads of suns god called by christians our heavenly father created all things he created not only the world but the whole universe he is all-wise he is all-powerful he is all-loving and he is revealed to us in the scriptures let us see let us try to imagine what kind of a god the creator of this universe would be and let us compare him with the god or gods revealed to us in the bible and in the teachings of the church we have seen the account of the universe and its creation as given in the revealed scriptures. Let us now take a hasty view of the universe and its creation as revealed to us by science. What is the universe like as far as our limited knowledge goes? Our sun is only one sun amongst many millions. Our planet is only one of eight which revolve around him. Our sun with his planets and comets comprises what is known as the solar system there is no reason to suppose that his is the only solar system there may be many millions of solar systems for aught we know there may be millions of systems each containing millions of solar systems let us deal first with the solar system of which we are a part the sun is a globe of eight hundred sixty six thousand and two hundred miles diameter his diameter is more than one hundred and eight times that of the earth his volume is 
one million three hundred and five thousand times the volume of the earth all the eight planets added together only make one seven hundredth part of his weight his circumference is more than two and a half millions of miles he revolves upon his axis in twenty-five and a quarter days or at a speed of nearly four thousand miles an hour this immense and magnificent globe diffuses heat and light to all the other planets without the light and heat of the sun no life would now be or in the past have been possible on this earth or any other planet of the solar system the eight planets of the solar system are divided into four inferior and four superior the inferior planets are mercury venus the earth and mars the superior are jupiter saturn uranus and neptune the diameters of the smaller planets are as follow mercury three thousand and eight miles mars five thousand miles venus seven thousand four hundred and eighty miles the earth seven thousand nine hundred and twenty six miles the diameters of the large planets are jupiter eighty eight thousand four hundred and thirty nine miles saturn seventy five thousand thirty six miles neptune thirty seven thousand two hundred and five miles uranus thirty thousand eight hundred and seventy five miles the volume of jupiter is one thousand three hundred and eighty nine times of saturn eight hundred forty eight times of neptune one hundred and three times and of uranus fifty nine times the volume of the earth the mean distances from the sun are mercury thirty six million miles venus sixty seven million miles the earth ninety three million miles mars one hundred and forty one million miles jupiter four hundred eighty three million miles saturn eight hundred eighty six million miles uranus one thousand seven hundred eighty two million miles neptune two thousand seven hundred ninety two million miles to give an idea of the meaning of these distances i may say that a train travelling night and day at sixty miles an hour would take quite one hundred and seventy six years to come from the sun to the earth the same train at the same speed would be five thousand two hundred and eighty years in travelling from the sun to neptune reckoning that neptune is the outermost planet of the solar system that system would have a diameter of five thousand five hundred and eighty-four millions of miles if we made a chart of the solar system on a scale of one inch to a million miles we should need a sheet of paper four hundred and sixty-five feet four inches wide on this sheet the sun would have a diameter of less than one inch and the earth would be about the size of a pinprick if an express train going at sixty miles an hour had to travel round the earth's orbit it would be more than a thousand years on the journey if the earth moved no faster our winter would last more than two hundred and fifty years but in the solar system the speeds are as wonderful as the sizes the earth turns upon its axis at the rate of one thousand miles an hour and travels in its orbit round the sun at the rate of more than one thousand miles a minute or sixty six thousand miles an hour so much for the size of the solar system it consists of a sun and eight planets 
and the outer planet's orbit is one of five thousand five hundred and eighty-four millions of miles in diameter which it would take an express train at sixty miles an hour ten thousand five hundred and sixty years to cross but this distance is as nothing when we come to deal with the distances of the other stars from our sun the distance from our sun to the nearest fixed question mark star is more than twenty millions of millions of miles our express train which crosses the diameter of the solar system in ten thousand five hundred and sixty years would take if it went sixty miles an hour day and night about forty million years to reach the nearest fixed star from the sun and if we had to mark the nearest fixed star on our chart made on a scale of one inch to the million miles we should find that whereas the sheet of four hundred and sixty-five feet would take in the outermost planet of the solar system a sheet to take in the nearest fixed star would have to be about six hundred and twenty miles wide on this sheet as wide as from london to inverness the sun would be represented by a dot three-quarters of an inch in diameter and the earth by a pinprick but these immense distances only relate to the nearest stars now the nearest stars are about four light-years distant from us that is to say that light travelling at a rate of about one hundred and eighty-two thousand miles in one second takes four years to come from the nearest fixed star to the earth but i have seen the distance from the earth to the great nebula in orion given as a thousand light-years or two hundred and fifty times the distance of the fixed star above alluded to to reach that nebula at sixty miles an hour an express train would have to travel for thirty-five millions of years multiplied by two hundred and fifty that is to say for eight thousand seventy fifty million years and yet there are millions of stars whose distances are even greater than the distance of the great nebula in orion how many stars are there no one can even guess but Elstruth estimates the number of those visible to the great telescopes at twenty millions. Twenty millions of suns. And as for the size of these suns, Sir Robert Ball says Sirius is ten times as large as our sun, and a well-known astronomer, writing in the English Mechanic about a week ago, remarks that Alpha Orionis, Betelgeuse, has probably seven hundred times the light of our sun looking through my telescope which is only three inch departure i have seen star clusters of wonderful beauty in the pleiades and in cancer there is in the latter constellation a dim star which when viewed through my glass becomes a constellation larger more brilliant and more beautiful than orion or the great bear i have looked at these jeweled sun clusters many a time and wondered over them but i have never once thought of believing that they were specially created to be lesser lights to the earth and now let me quote from the grand book of richard a Proctor's the expense of heaven a fine passage descriptive of some of the wonders of the milky way quote, there are stars in all orders of brightness from those which seen with the telescope resemble in lustre the leading glories of the firmament down to tiny points of light only caught by momentary twinklings every variety of arrangement is seen 
here the stars are scattered as over the skies at night there they cluster in groups as though drawn together by some irresistible power in one region they seem to form sprays of stars like diamonds sprinkled over fern leaves elsewhere they lie in streams and rows in coronets and loops and festoons resembling the star festoon which in the constellation perseus garlands the black robe of night nor are varieties of colour wanting to render the display more wonderful and more beautiful many of the stars which crowd upon the few are red orange and yellow among them are groups of two and three and four multiple stars as they are called amongst which blue and green and lilac and purple stars appear forming the most charming contrast to the ruddy and yellow orbs near which they are commonly seen End of quote. millions and millions countless millions of suns innumerable galaxies and systems of suns separated by black gulfs of space so wide no man can realize the meaning of the figures which denote their stretch suns of fire and light whirling through vast oceans of space like swarms of golden bees and round them planets whirling at thousands of miles a minute and on earth there are forms of life so minute that millions of them exist in a drop of water they are microscopic creatures more beautiful and more highly finished than any gem and more complex and effective than the costliest machine of human contrivance in the story of creation mr ed claude tells us that one cubic inch of rotten stone contains forty-one thousand million vegetable skeletons of diatoms i cut the following from a london morning paper Quote, it was discovered some few years ago that a peculiar bacillus was present in all persons suffering from typhoid and in all foods and drinks which spread the disease experiments were carried out and it was assumed not without good reason that the bacillus was the primary cause of the malady and it was accordingly labelled the typhoid bacillus but the bacteriologists further discovered that the typhoid bacillus was present in water which was not infectious and in persons who were not ill or had never been ill with typhoid so now a theory is propounded that the healthy typhoid bacillus does not cause typhoid but that it is only when the bacillus is itself sick of a fever or in other words is itself the prey of some infinitely minute organisms which feed on it alone that it works harm to mortal men End of quote. the bacillus is so small that one requires a powerful microscope to see him and his blood may be infested with bacilli as small to him as he is to us and there are millions and more likely billions of suns talk about Aladdin's palace sindbad's valley of diamonds macbeth's witches or the irish fairies how petty are their exploits how tawdry are their splendours how paltry are their riches when we compare them to the romans of science when did a poet conceive an idea so vast and so astounding as the theory of evolution what are a few paltry lumps of crystallized carbon compared to a galaxy of a million million suns did any eastern inventor of marvels ever suggest 
such a human feat as that accomplished by the men who have during the last handful of centuries spelled out the mystery of the universe these scientists have worked miracles before which those of the ancient priests and magicians are mere tricks of hanky-panky look at the romans of geology at the romans of astronomy at the romans of chemistry at the romans of the telescope and the microscope and the prism more wonderful than all consider the story of how flying atoms in space became suns how suns made planets how planets changed from spheres of flame and raging fiery storm to worlds of land and water how in the water specks of jelly became fishes fishes reptiles reptiles mammals mammals monkeys monkeys men until from the fanged and taloned cannibal roosting in a forest have developed art and music religion and science and the children of the jellyfish can weigh the suns measure the stellar spaces ride on the ocean or in the air and speak to each other from continent to continent talk about fairy tales what is this you may look through a telescope and see the nebula that is to make a sun floating like a luminous mist three hundred million miles away you may look again and see another sun in process of formation you may look again and see others almost completed you may look again and again and see millions of suns and systems spread out across the heavens like rivers of living gems you will say that all this speaks of a creator i shall not contradict you but what kind of creator must he be who has created such a universe as this do you think he is the kind of creator to make blunders and commit crimes can you after once thinking of the milky way with its rivers of suns and the drop of water teeming with spangled dragons and the awful abysses of dark space through which comets shoot at a speed a thousand times as fast as an express train can you after seeing saturn's rings and jupiter's moons and the clustered gems of hercules consent for a moment to the allegation that the creator of all this power and glory got angry with men and threatened them with scabs and sores and plagues of lice and frogs can you suppose that such a creator would after thousands of years of effort have failed even now to make his repeated revelations comprehensible do you believe that he would be driven across the unimaginable gulfs of space but of the transcendent glory of his myriad resplendent sons to die on a cross in order to win back to him the love of the puny creatures on one puny planet in the marvellous universe his power had made do you believe that the god who imagined and created such a universe could be petty base cruel revengeful and capable of error i do not believe it and now let us examine the character and conduct of this god as depicted for us in the bible the book which is alleged to have been directly revealed by God himself. End of chapter 9 Recording by Julie Niedermeyer